This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Ghana, voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. topic for today's devotion is the searching eye and i'm reading from second chronicles chapter 16 verse 9 the eyes of the lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him second chronicles chapter 16 verse 9 Television has now brought current events into our living rooms and dumped everything right into our laps. We are seeing some new things, among them the secret servicemen. From the president down to the most despicable gangster, all persons of prominence require protection. Public persons have to have their bodyguards as close as their skins, usually half a dozen or more. Often they are husky, intimidating types whom you would not care to tangle with on a dark night. They dress, however, to match the subject of their concern, jogging shorts to go out with the president in the morning, or Italian suits to accompany a billigard lawyer in and out of the courthouse. One thing will always be the same. Watch their eyes. Like a lizards, they flick from point to point, constantly alert. Their gaze records every detail in the landscape. Sometimes, even on dark days, they wear sunglasses to disguise what they are doing. But it's all the same. Their eyes are constantly roving to spot trouble before it happens. When we leave home on a trip, we notify neighbors and friends. Keep an eye on things for me, we say. Possibly we also install an alarm system that in a crisis will alert the police, the doctor, and the fire chief. Truly, we want something watching out for us. God's eyes run to and fro in the earth for the same reason that the shifty-eyed secret service personnel crowd around public officials. The Lord, however, never rests from duty. He is constantly aware of all that has passed, and that is now happening, and all that is to come. 
On the basis of his knowledge, he makes his decisions regarding the welfare of his people. No accidents will suddenly overtake them. Whatever happens will be within the range of his plan, no matter how it looks from our mortal perspective. At the same time, he invites us to bring our anxieties to him. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. Yes, dear listener, I do believe that the eyes of the Lord are upon you, and that his ears are always attentive to your cry. May you pray this with me. Dear Lord, keep your protective eye on me always. Let me never try to hide from your searching gaze. May the Lord be with you and bless you as you ponder over these words. This message has come to you from Dorothy Menchenkom, and I have been your presenter, Peter Ejekum Boatin. He is able. Through prayer, the impossibilities of man become the possibilities of God. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 10, verse 27. Matthew chapter 10, verse 27. I read, What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Remember, God is indeed able. Anything that is impossible for you is possible for him. And as he has told you, make sure you tell others. God richly bless you. I am Bell Dollar Bill. Welcome to the maiden edition of your much-awaited program, Radio Lawyer. This evening we shall be discussing a very important topic. And we have as our resource person a very senior lawyer with immense experience. He heads the legal services department of one of the leading financial institutions in Ghana. He's a married man for a good number of years and so makes it better for our topic for today, marriage under Ghanaian law. Once again, welcome. Thank you, Nat. I'm excited to be here. And good evening to all your listeners. Well, I hope that in the next one hour, um, we're going to have a very healthy and enlightening discussion. Um, you can join us later in the program by way of texts. I would announce the text numbers or the text lines to you as we go on. But like I said, we are discussing marriage this evening. It's a very broad topic, I know, but we shall do our best to make it very meaningful and concise as much as we can. So, counsel, if I may ask, what is marriage in the general sense of the word? Marriage, um, 
basically you may say it's a contract of a sort between um, a man and a woman we I hesitated because it is becoming difficult now to uh, stick to that definition but as Christians and for purposes of this program a marriage is a contract between I should say an adult man an adult woman we we would in the course of the program explain exactly what I mean by a contract okay okay so it is a contract of a sort and um, like you said we shall have further education on that Okay, can you generally educate us on the types of marriages that exist or can exist under Ghanaian law? Under Ghanaian law, we recognize three principal types of marriages. Um, we have what we call customary marriage. Customary marriages, we have Christian marriages and we have Mohammedan marriages. Uh, customary marriages are marriages contracted under the common law of Ghana. Um, they are quite the same across the various ethnic groups, but in some specific details, they differ from one ethnic group um, uh, to other ethnic groups. Christian marriages are marriages contracted under the Christian Marriages Act or what used to be known as the uh, ordinance, the marriage ordinance. And then we have the Mohammedan uh, marriages too. So principally or broadly, you could classify all marriages under Ghanaian law into three. The, the three I have just mentioned. Okay, we will go into much detail. I think for our purposes, um, we will take them one at a time. Um, but you mentioned um, Christian marriage or marriage under the ordinance. Um, how fundamentally different is it from the other other types of marriages that you mentioned? We, we would come to to, to, to to those other ones as well. The, the, it is different because the way it is contracted, the requirements for its validity uh, the consents or parties involved or who are required to be involved to make it valid or otherwise differ um, as between a Christian marriage and uh, a, cost a customary marriage so okay. they differ in that sense also um, when it comes to dissolution for example uh, you, you require totally different approaches depending upon whether it's a Christian marriage or um, a customary marriage. Okay. Um, I would want you to walk us through um, the steps or the requirements, if I would put it that way. If one wants to contract marriage under the ordinance. Okay, thank you. Um, Christian marriages uh, marriages contracted as I said earlier under the ordinance and the ordinance or the, it's an act of parliament is a statute and there are some strict requirements which must be met 
to make such a marriage a valid marriage. Mm. Um, first and foremost, the individuals who contemplate entering into marriage under the ordinance must be at least 18 years. Okay. So, so they must be adults. They must be adults. It is also it is only a man and a woman uh, okay. who can enter into that kind of a marriage under the laws of Ghana. Both must not be married to a person other than the the person with whom they intend to marry under that uh, act or ordinance. In other words, they must be either single at the time of the marriage or if they are already married, then they must be married to um, one another, just those two people who intend to go into that kind of marriage. Uh, and so if they are already married under customary law, which is usually the case, they qualify to convert the already existing customary marriage into a Christian or ordinance marriage. Um, in, in more specific terms, um, what we call bans have to be published. Um, if th there are three ways by which you can contract that kind of marriage. Okay. We have principal registrar of marriages. Okay. We have a registrar of marriage and, uh, and also marriage uh, um, officer. Okay. Let me explain. Normally, among Christians, it is uh, licensed ministers who celebrate such marriages. Okay. Um, and they, under the law, are known as uh, marriage officers. They are duly licensed under the law to perform such or celebrate uh, marriages. Um, and if they are uh, celebrating such uh, marriage, it must be done or must be celebrated in a licensed premises. So one, the minister who uh, celebrates the marriage must be licensed. The premises at which it is celebrated must also be licensed. So and then also um, it must be published at least 21 days uh, at public divine service uh, announced clearly. And then after the publication, three months, within three months after the publication, the marriage must be celebrated. These uh, items I've mentioned are crucial to its validity. If uh, any of them is not strictly met, for example, if bans are not published, or bans are published, uh, the minister is licensed, but the premises where it was celebrated is not licensed or um, it was contracted or celebrated in a licensed premises, bans were published, but the minister is not licensed. If uh, any of them is not right, if it's essentially it goes to the very root of the validity of such a marriage and it can render it invalid. Also, if the parties entering into that marriage, one or both are already married to some other people, then... Uh, it is a complete nullity. You can have 
such a marriage under such circumstances. Okay, um, thank you very much. You just listened to a discussion on the topic Christian marriage. A continuation will be brought to you later. So I dance the rain on the road. Tell my soul that my spirit's on the loose. Don't know if anyone will understand. Feels like an angel's got a hold in my hand. So I dance. For any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two four four. Six seven three five two eight or zero two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five Adenta Greater Accra Region Ghana. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion, and it's good enough for me. It was good for Paul and Silas. It was good for Paul and Silas. It was good for Paul and Silas, and it's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion, and it's good enough for me. It was good for the prophet Daniel. It was good for the prophet Daniel. It was good for the prophet Daniel, and it's good enough for me. Give me that. Old time religion, give me that old time religion, give me that old time religion, and it's good enough for me. It makes me love everybody, makes me love everybody, makes me love everybody, and it's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion. He's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. You are welcome back to Moment of Truth. I am Pastor Ebenezer Kwe, and we are looking at the theme Hope in the Midst of Hopelessness. And we are now considering the topic Hope in the Fenets. Let us pray. Our Father in Heaven, as we continue with this series, May you continue to speak to us, touch our lives, and give us hope even in the most in the midst of the hopelessness. Let our light so shine that many shall give glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. We have said in the previous segment that the children of Israel, even in the plain of Dura, did not bow to the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. And so the Bible says in Daniel chapter 3 verse 13, that then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought this man before the king. Can you imagine you coming before such a great king to face him, not because you have done something that he thinks is good, but because you have challenged his authority? These three men were interrogated by the king to satisfy himself that, yes, they have not bowed to the image. Probably, they may fear his presence to agree 
this time to bow. But these three young men did not change their minds because they've come before the king. There are situations where you come face to face with difficulties and you bow to people, you bow to images, you bow to the situation. This was not the situation of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They did not bow to the king in spite of the threat upon their life, in spite of the rage and fury of the king. And this leads us to our key text, which is Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 through to 18. Our text for our study reads, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand. O king, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. These young men have gods, not because they trusted in themselves, but because they have a god. They know that their god is well able to deliver them, that even when they are thrown into the fiery furnace, God can come to their rescue. He can give them hope, even in the fiery furnace. They have made up their minds about the issue, and nothing can change that. Not even the threat, not even the fury, and not even the anger of the king. Some of us give up our virtues too quickly and bow to anything. But if you can believe in God, if you can trust him, you will stand before kings. One principle, one truth I want you to understand in this presentation also is that if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. If you don't stand for something, you bow for anything. You must have a standard. You must have goals. You must have principles that you stand for. Your life purpose statement must be there. You must have a vision. You must have a mission. And in doing this, let the worship of God be the prime and the standard on which you form all these things. In worship, it is all about God. He is God and nothing else. There is no middle ground. And this was the situation. This was the thinking. This was exactly what Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego stood for. In Acts chapter 5 verse 29, the Bible says, But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. Obedience to God must be supreme in our lives. It must be the first thing and it must be the only thing. I don't know what you are going through at this time. Now you may be thinking of making certain decisions and turning away from God, but I've come to encourage you. Rather turn unto him. Keep him in mind. Hold on to him, and he will bless you. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22, the Bible says, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. The truth today is that many of us think that God needs our means. No, he doesn't need our means. It is not our sacrifices he needs. He needs our obedience. He needs our hearts. He wants us to come to him. What is the Lord saying to you today?
like Peter, the Bible says, we ought to obey God rather than men. Obedience is everything. And like I said, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. You must have the standards. You must have the principles. You must have your God whom you worship. And in doing so, you will become a blessing. So in Daniel chapter 3, 16 to 18, the three Hebrew boys said, But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your God, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. They know that God is able to rescue them. They know that God can keep them out of the fiery finance. And even if they go into the fiery finance, he is well able to help them. God is faithful. God has the power to turn things around even in your life. Friends, God has the power to do all things. Let your love, let your faith, let your trust be in God. Let it be so much so that you can say that God is all in all to me. And even in the dire situations where there seems to be no hope, my God is well able to give me hope. You can say with the children of Israel that God is above every creature. His all health and beauty, every honor and glory. He is above every power and dignity. He is above all knowledge and cleverness. God is above all riches and arts. He is above all joy and gladness. He is above all fame and praise. Friend, if you can put your trust in him, if you can look up to him alone, God is well able to turn your life around that even if in the situation you are put into the fiery finance, he is well able to deliver you. May God bless you. May he keep you. May he sustain you. May you look up to him and trust him even in your hopeless situation and I'm sure you'll be blessed. My name once again is Ebenezer Kwe and this is Moment of Truth. God bless you. Amen. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or zero two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu dot edu dot gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>